The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 629. Today we continue our series of possible plot lines and story expectations for episode 8. Spoiler free, just like we promised with the first two episodes we did this week. And today, in our third installment, we are looking at the possible future for the First Order. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Amy Rackliff from Full of Sith, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and when you think about the First Order as it appeared in The Force Awakens, you realize that you haven't seen a lot of the First Order. We've seen one Star Destroyer, we've seen a whole bunch of starfighters that were based at Starkiller Base, and yeah, a few inside the Star Destroyer itself. And, yeah, a few landing craft, shuttles, and so on and so forth. And, of course, that giant Starkiller base that got destroyed. But that's just scratching the tip of the iceberg. The fact is that there's a whole bunch of different operations going on with the First Order that we just don't get a picture of inside the movie version of The Force Awakens. And when you think about it, it kind of makes sense, especially when you look at A New Hope, a.k.a. the original Star Wars, and what did we see of the Empire back then? Well, we saw a couple of Star Destroyers and the Death Star, of course, and some TIE Fighters. And that was about it. So no real sense of exactly how big the Empire was, although we you know, kind of got a sense maybe when they talked about the regional governors keeping systems in line. And you, know, you have to figure that anybody who can produce a Death Star probably has access to a lot of resources. But you don't start to get a sense of the scale of the Galactic Empire until the Empire Strikes Back when you see the ginormous fleet of Star Destroyers assembled and, of course, all overshadowed by the Super Star Destroyer. So then maybe you kind of get the sense that, wow, this Empire is a really big deal if they're massing all these floating battleships around. And I have a feeling it's going to be that way with the First Order as well. I mean, they have shipyards, they have all sorts of manufacturing, they have stormtrooper recruitment in the unknown regions, they've got all sorts of stuff going on. So there's every reason to believe that we're going to see the full might of the First Order revealing itself in Episode Eight. And really, they kind of have to at this point anyway, because they've already revealed themselves as being super dangerous with the destruction of the Hosnian system. Even though Starkiller Base doesn't exist anymore, I think everybody is ready to take the First Order seriously now, considering the seriousness of that action. I mean, it used to be that the First Order was just doing little skirmishes here and there with the New Republic, and the New Republic was, by and large, ignoring it or just saying that it didn't want to engage in it because it didn't want to blow up into something bigger. Uh, No pun intended. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think anybody can ignore the First Order at this point, and the First Order probably has to know that. I would be very willing to bet that Supreme Leader Snoke and General Hux 
all understand that all the First Order's cards are on the table right now, so they may as well just play them, and play them all and play them strong. And there's the matter of the Resistance fleet and the New Republic fleet. It's possible that the New Republic fleet was not entirely destroyed in the attack on the Hosnian system, so there may still be some ships roaming around someplace, and the Resistance itself is now in a weakened state. And it makes very, very good sense for the First Order to decide that's it, we've got to wipe them out now before they draw any more allies to their side and bolster their forces and become a threat to the First Order. What's more, there is, of course, the failed mission that the First Order had undertaken, which was to try and get the map to Luke Skywalker and find Skywalker. What they were going to do with him is anybody's guess. I mean kill him maybe <laughs> i mean somehow that seems too simple and straightforward but anyway the first order obviously hasn't done that and now it's going to be a big problem that ray has found luke so they're going to have to clamp down on force users because above all else it seems the one thing that the first order is gravely concerned about the one thing that if you could say that they're afraid of anything well they're afraid of this and that would be the rise of the jedi luke skywalker to bring a new generation of Jedi into play and have them stand against the First Order. So it's in the best interest of the First Order to attack hard and strong and fast immediately within Episode Eight. And here's something that had occurred to me as well in terms of finding Luke Skywalker. One of the deleted scenes for The Force Awakens that we're going to be getting to see next month, actually, it's not that far away, uh, is a scene where Kylo Ren shows up on the Millennium Falcon looking for Han Solo and Chewie and whoever else might be traveling with them. And it occurred to me that there's every reason to think that they would put some sort of homing beacon or tracking signal on the Millennium Falcon. I mean, it certainly worked wonders in the original Star Wars when they tagged the Falcon with one of those and followed it to Yavin 4. So I know the First Order's main plan was to destroy the resistance base as well as the Hosnian system, but why not a backup plan? Just in case something went wrong, why not stick a homing beacon on the Millennium Falcon in case the Falcon escaped and in case Ray escaped with it and they didn't get a hold of the map? Well, you know, somebody's got a hold of the map. We know that the Rebels do, so why not tag the most famous ship and see if we can follow that to find Luke Skywalker? Seems like it could even be standard procedure to stick a homing beacon on a ship that they find in enemy territory, but we won't really know until Episode 8 arrives, but I would love to hear your thoughts about the First Order and what you think is going to befall them in Episode 8. Chime in at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, let's have a little First Order trivia now, shall we? Oh man, I hope that scene is on the deleted scenes of the DVD. <laughs> Last time we asked you how many bloody finger marks were on Finn's helmet, and that was three. Today's question, when do we first see Finn without his helmet? 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you become a spy for the Jedi Council, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not a night at the space opera, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.